Well, we made it to week number three in our Healthy Conflict, Healthy Culture series. So we're talking today about the three phases of a crucial and, by the way, a healthy conversation. Tracy, real quick, let's just touch on the basic building blocks of healthy conversations in the workplace. It takes courage, it takes empathy, and this last thing, which is what we're working on in this series, is it takes skill. Yeah, so we need courage to look within ourselves and identify what we're feeling, why we're feeling it. We need empathy because the other person has a point of view we're gonna need to listen to. And then of course the skill part, we're gonna learn a little bit more about today. All right, let's get into it then. The three phases of a healthy conversation. Phase one, start the conversation by identifying its purpose. From the outset, establish shared goals for what each person hopes to gain from the conversation. Right, so this is, this is where you go into a conversation with someone saying, here's my point, here's my purpose, and wanting to have this conversation with you, recognizing that we might not agree totally where we're coming from right now, but establish a shared purpose, that we wanna come out of that conversation understanding each other and ultimately formulating a plan of how to resolve it. Yeah, so w what, if, what if there isn't a shared purpose? What would happen in that conflict in this first phase if you can't get to that sort of common ground? Right, so then that means that the conversation's not gonna go well. The other person likely will just shut down, they'll refuse to enter into it, or they won't believe that there's anything really to gain from it, maybe because of the posture that you've come towards them or the tone of voice you're using. So you really wanna make sure that you get the agreement from every party involved that the shared purpose is that we wanna have the conversation, we wanna have a heart to listen to each other, but we wanna come out with it having resolved the issues at hand. So for example, you would say something like, hey, we both, let's, let's agree that we both want what's best for the department, or we both want what's best for the bottom line for the company or whatever it is, right? So you find that thing that you can all agree on before you get into the conflict. Yes, and that you agree that you don't wanna hurt the other person, that you're not trying to be malicious or trying to punish the other person mm -hmm. or make them look bad to other people. Mm -hmm. All right, now assuming you can get past that first phase, here's the second phase, then you can work together to build the pool of meaning. We've talked about that in each of these last three weeks, Tracy. Share your perspective with courage and empathy and invite them to do the same. So Tracy, help us with this idea of pool of meaning. Right, so the pool of meaning is all that information that people start drawing conclusions, that people kind of latch on to certain pieces of information and kind of formulate their emotional response to it. So you wanna make sure that everyone gets an opportunity to put their perspective into the pool so that as you continue to have the conversation, all the information is there. Everybody feels like my voice is being heard. My perspective is being considered as we're talking about all of these things. And that takes a lot of skill and patience and courage because usually when we go into a charged conversation, we're only thinking about how someone's words or actions hurt us, right? We're not recognizing that, well, that person has a point of view too. Maybe I did something that hurt them. So it's really being able to come together to say, I recognize that my perspective is not the only perspective that needs to be heard today. So I need to let you have room to put your perspective into the pool of meaning so we all can operate with all the information at hand. You know, it also takes humility. The authors write this, when we all realize that we all have weaknesses, it's easier to find a way to respect others. 
When we do this, we feel a kinship or mutuality between ourselves and even the thorniest of people. So this is talking about entering into that conflict, sharing your perspective with humility, recognizing that we all have feet of clay. Nobody's perfect. Right. And I think if everybody can start from there, have a little bit more of a gracious attitude that we all make mistakes, we all have bad days, we all say things sometimes that we regret or come off in a way we didn't intend. So we just have to give room for other people to have rooms to make mistakes, just like we want people to give us some room when we make a mistake. Now, assuming you get past that second phase, that brings us to the third and final phase. And this is where you make a decision and make it work. You need to be clear about how you'll move forward after this conflict. And if you need to, make sure to write it down to hold yourselves accountable. Yeah, I think this, this phase is really important because you don't want to have a conversation and have some really good things that come out of it and then forget what those conclusions were or some of those insights that everybody learned. So you wanna make sure that just as you came into the conversation with shared purpose, that you come out of the conversation with, okay, what are next steps? What am I gonna to do to take responsibility or to make something right? What's this person gonna do? You know, what are the action steps that we're taking to resolve this particular issue and even set us up for success to avoid this from happening again? So there they are, the three phases for healthy conflict. Again, talk about this with your mentor, talk about it with a group in the workplace. And remember that this is a skill that none of us is born with. Everyone needs to work on bringing healthy conflict into our relationships, especially in the workplace. But these are all skills that you can bring home as well, into your marriage, into your parenting, into your neighborhood, into all of your friendships. And remember, you can find these conversations and more at flextalk.org forward slash workplace.